the grade cricketer is a Twitter stream. It's about playing cricket at the grade level. It's a tough, mean, dirty, dirty business being a grade cricketer. A lot of cricketers, you know, that's all they know. They've mm. done it since they're 10 and they have a deep-seated fear of change. But the grade cricket is all about being the most alpha version of yourself as possible at all costs and at all times. I don't bat or bowl. I just feel the gully, count the number of dot balls in a row, sledge 15 yards, make me feel better about myself. Thanks, Thanks champ. champ. Oh, no, you called me champ. <laughs> And welcome to the Grey Cricketer Podcast. On today's show, Australia win by 10 wickets in the first ODI against India, making us think they'll never lose again before losing two games immediately against India, thanks to all the usual suspects. The Brisbane Heat lose 10 for 36 in the worst collapse in BBL history, which at least makes it temporarily interesting before something good happens again. We've got England and South Africa, Ben Stokes, Magic, Ollie Pope, Under-19 World Cup, Ireland and West Indies. And some other weird tangents. Big Bash stars Bo Webster and Clive Rose join us for a conference call. And one hashtag RSTDC this week comes in from Pez's LinkedIn. This is all thanks to Budgie Smuggler, of course, our very loyal and favourite sponsors, BudgieSmuggler.com or BudgieSmuggler.com.au, deciding on your preference. My name is Ian Higgins and I'm joined by Dave Edwards to my left and Sam Perry to my right, boys. Straight into it, Australia, Australia and India ODIs in light of Australia's initial 10-week 10-wicket win, a demolition of the Indian side. Can you guys specifically remember an enormous win or an enormous loss mm. in your own playing days and how good or bad that felt? Well, firstly, he goes to my left. Hello. Dave to my right. Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> lovely to be here in episode number 106. And I like that the focus of this question is on Australia's win, despite losing the three-match series. <laughs> yeah. It's like most of our lives as well. Um, yep. I reckon I'd have a losing percentage of 66%. Um, That's specific. Yeah. So, look, I remember, and I will focus on this, I remember a, an enormous win in under-11s. Okay. Um, we scored mm. Lane Cove, I was playing for, scored 250 in 50 overs mm. um, against West Pimble, and then we bowled them out for 10. Mm. Um, West Pimble under-11s were not a good unit at that point. Were they uh, rebuilding? The, uh, I believe so. Well, they did. Their opening batsman was um, James Arneman, and um, he was Slim oh, yeah. Dusty's grandson. Still is. <laughs> okay. Um, very good fella, very smart. When you said that name, I was thinking Jason Arnberger. <laughs> yeah, he always... He well, and and Arnberger was playing around the same time. They were both yeah. kind of um, nuggety opening batsmen, yeah. except one was 10 years old. Yeah. The uh, granddad the other ever one was 27 down. and played for Victoria. That's right. Slim Dusty ever just moved over from games. New South Wales. Sorry. Yeah. Slim Dusty ever come to any of his games? <laughs> Slim Dusty never came to my knowledge. He, he played. Know? We played in the Gordon rep side as well, James. A, good, yeah. a lovely fella. Lovely mum. Do you have a team song? Um, afterwards, we Lane Cove under 11s. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, would you like me to sing it? <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> okay. Edos, anything? Oh, mate, these, these intro questions are really testing my short to midterm memory <laughs> loss, yeah, um, yeah. which is drastic. Yeah. I've blocked out a lot of memories. Sure. I mean, I'd probably have to go back to underage as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some huge victories uh, for the private school under 11s and open age group yeah. matches um, yeah. under 11s, under 12s. Yeah. Um, a lot of 30 not outs back in the days when you'd retire. retire yeah. I remember one game I retired at 30. You know, everyone hit 30. Then I went back in, hit another 30 and retired again. Mm-hmm. And I can't even remember what happened to the, the pathetic fucking team that we played against. <laughs> um, but safe to say that, you know, they were demolished. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those teams that you would you played against then, like, uh, like how many would have played the next year? Do you reckon loan into adulthood? Do you know what I mean? Like you would have ended yeah. a lot of careers. I ended a lot of careers. Yeah, yeah. It's just that's actually pertinent. Richard Hines, who helped get this podcast off the ground, um, 
wrote a piece recently about some changes that you know he or Cricket Australia are mooting around, like just uh, avoiding these demolitions, mm-hmm. you know, in cricket, so that people stay in the game. Mm-hmm. You guys have, but there's always the yeah. argument, you know, these demolitions are good for the kids. Mm-hmm. It yeah. teaches them, yeah. you know, you have to be hurt in cricket. Mm. They're Richard, definitely not good for the. Richard's, definitely not good. Richard's Twitter is actually just blowing up during the week because he was posting a story. He, he, he was posting a story. He did a tweet um, about like someone was sledging. He, Richard was playing in the sixth eleven or something yeah, with his, his son. With his son, yeah, because that's why he's still playing. Mm. Because you always need a reason to be playing as well, yeah. and uh, and then he, he wrote about someone who was sledging. A whole um, team sledging, was sledging the, yeah. the thirteen year olds. Thirteen year olds, yeah. And then someone replied with that, just like, "Well, were they playing age group stuff or <laughs> yeah. playing their age group? Playing yeah. their own age was group?" Was the person who wrote that tweet like John with like eight numbers Correct. after his yeah. name? Yeah, yeah always yeah. is. Egg no, for a no, profile. yeah, no profile. Lowercase, yeah. no grammar. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah. His bio is just a list of the sports teams that he follows. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> breathlessly writing. Yeah. Love the miso. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Sign of the Holden. conservative. Yeah, yeah. hate PC yeah. Warriors. Yeah, it's a basketball team. Yes, our good SJW. Yeah, <laughs> I played. I played a game uh, for St Ives. It okay. would have been the same competition as you, and won outright in a day. Uh-huh. So yeah, like we've all listed our wins. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing funny about winning, though. Yeah. That's the problem. Okay, well, what, what's funny is about losing. And Australia lost a series this morning uh, in India. Uh, underneath blue skies, I should say, in India, mm. which was nice to see for the first time in months mm. as an Australian citizen. Um, I can't handle the um, the graphics, though, on that feed that we're getting. There's yep. something about the italics. Yeah, right. Like, I, I yeah. like the the graphics package, everything to be bold and easy to read. Yeah, okay. I had to squint to read some of the yeah. stats. And Is that like how names. the Australian test numbers originally were bold? Yeah. They, they, so, yeah. Plays we control have spoken B. about that. They've changed a few They've things on it. the uh, typeface yeah. of the Aussie numbers on the back. Mm. Yeah, well, true. they just got it out there, didn't they? And mm. then they've, they've been tweaking as they go. Mm. So I guess that's a good way to... So, so. something. But what about that first win? Like, you just woke up in the morning and you just, Australia won by 10 wickets. Yeah. The f- fucking purity of that. Oh, mate, I walked so down satiating. my street with an Australian flag on my back. <laughs> yeah. I just felt happy that day. Yeah. Mm. yeah it was. It was It was like days of old. Yeah. Reaching over, grabbing your phone. Yeah. yeah. I described it earlier this week as devastatingly sexual yeah. um, it was it like the, my whole body released some fucking full endorphins semen upon seeing it uh, your words and um, <laughs> I can never tell the difference between these three blokes um, he goes in there so it was great just none for this it's just it was so holistic mm. it was a reminder of the mm. days of old it was like and yeah. Steve Waugh presented Lyra Bouchain's cap in the morning it, yep. there was a beautiful link to that mm. ruthless era and <laughs> yeah. um, he went on to call Labuschagne Marcus. It, you know, it was just everything is returning to the way yeah. we wanted it to be. Yeah. 1994. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, and then then obviously India mopped it up <laughs> and, and won very comfortably yeah. by I 40 actually, runs. Didn't and actually catch any of those games. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't either. Yeah, but just like we've just come off the back of a summer, we've just decimated every other you know associate nation, mm. Pakistan, New Zealand, and tier two nations, mm. and then just like win win our first ODI ten wickets. Just that, that's so pure yeah. and good. And 1994. Yeah. Um, any point talking about the match last night where Australia well, I, the, one of the more interesting things for me was like um, Mitchell Stark came out to bat at number five yeah. last night well again right. that's like worn 96 World Cup areas you know that's yeah. like real regression into like <laughs> it's been a long stuff. You, like you think that like ODI teams these days could off, like arrange themselves for middle order batsmen to come out and hit large yeah. no no we'll go with the guy whose foremost skill is to bowl <laughs> Isn't that just like, a, in India yeah. 
But when he hits it, it's long hit. Oh, yeah, he's said, God, it's, yeah. a, lever- he it's a leveraged hit. Yeah. You guys both know it's Stark. Stark, it's a clean ball. It's clean. Yeah, it's yeah, nothing dirty about those hits. Oh, God, no. <laughs> but like Alex mm. Carey was next into bat. Like, what's the conversation? Just be like, oh, no, we think that this bowler is going to hit but more runs than you in this moment. If we're talking about clean hitting, Alex mm-hmm. Carey is one of the cleanest. Mate, he had some clean balls. Purest hitters of the cricket. Cleanest balls I've seen in a while. Not last night. I, 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 I don't know about you guys. I mean, we're all like tuned in for like 10 minutes of the cricket now because there's too mm. much of it on. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. 37 screens going I watched the yeah. period when Kerry, Kerry was on about 25 in with Smith just after Stark got out I suppose and uh, it was just boom bowling to them neither of them could mm. hit him neither uh, could face it's just too hard Kerry's it's, first 25 are good Boom, uh, but Boomer is He's got the best York in the game It's better than Starks oh, yeah. It's fucking incredible He also chucks it Let's be honest yeah. So Kerry got out Then Turner got in Again Just could not just Could yeah. not buy a run yeah. Against this bloke Boomer yeah. Who is just phenomenal Tried to as well yeah. Tried the match fix Tried to buy runs oh. Okay, your words again. <laughs> <laughs> and Smith hit a hit a big hundred, yeah, like in, yeah. in, in ODI context, mm. the daddy hundred. Mm-hmm. I have a theory on that, like, um, because he because he and Finch had a like disastrous run out, which is always pretty yeah. funny to see like grown men regress into children in the immediate aftermath of a run out. Like Finch barked something at Smith, yeah. and then Smith yelled back at him, like oh, I called no, and uh, <laughs> so then Smith obviously to avoid Finch hit a fear based hundred. <laughs> I believe. Yeah. Like just, I don't want to go that, back like, to that dressing room. I simply room. must complete this innings mm. in order to avoid the, f- the wrath of the, the captain. The fielders would have been telling them that as well. Mm. Mate, you've got a lot of pressure on this bloke now. Yeah, you've yeah. got to go on with it. Yeah. Do you reckon the Indian guys would have been like, oh, absolute barbecue here? Oh, you've barbecued him, yeah. Barbecued him. Yeah. That word was trending on Twitter uh, just after <laughs> that run it's out. It's so disappointing, though, because like, if Australia had won this series, it would have been a great fuck you to India and the BCCI because we were time. contractually obligated to go over and, and play this series. During our summer. During our summer, so mm. we had to offshore our summer. Mm. Our summer, you know, right in the middle of the Australian summer, take these fixtures offshore at the behest of the BCCI. Mm-hmm. And if we'd won that, it would have been a great victory for Cricket Australia, the mm. entity over BCCI, the entity. Mm. <laughs> I was really <laughs> hoping we would, but you know, instead the BCCI got everything they wanted. They got a competitive series and cash. I, yeah. would have th- I was actually thinking during the game, I was like watching this game, I was, th- I was just so happy that India didn't even make the final. Because if you remember the during the oh, sorry during the World Cup the, the World Cup final because remember how like they started about four weeks after everyone else the mm-hmm. whole tournament was set up so they make it in the same way that like in in uh, football terms America basically had the easiest draw to get into the World Cup because that's where the money is so like India need to win the World Cup they basically like arrange the whole competition yeah. so they get in Feels like that's what final. cricket is now that's mm-hmm. a little bit of backroom arrangements of, mm-hmm. of situations well, and scenarios yeah. for the big dogs and it's even going to become even more that now that England Australia. India, there's like this chat of just fucking just three countries just playing each other endlessly. Mm. Nothing means anything. Yeah, but you know, Co- you know, Sampa got Collie out a few times. So yeah, that got him out seven times. Yeah, Sampa hates cricket, hates grade cricket. You know, enjoys getting Collie out a lot. <laughs> hates yeah. cricket, gets yeah. the best batsman. Exactly, cricket. I mean, just when a cricketer's going to start admitting that they like it, yeah, at yeah. the top level, you know, like I turn around and give him everything cyclical. I appreciate it with Sampa. He said he hate grade cricket, so he's being specific. But yeah. you know, it's like it's yeah, like I'm Shoreditch, I'm whiskey, yeah. I'm vegan, I'm animal. Yeah. Rights. To be fair, I reckon I would fucking love international cricket. If I played it, I'd fucking love it. Revelation <laughs> yeah. on the Grade Cricketer yeah. podcast. But Grade Cricket, not so much. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel with well, that. It's a, there's a very big difference between mm. Grade Cricket and International Heaps. Cricket. Mm. Heaps. A fairly difference. big difference. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, speaking of things that never happened. Well, no, I suppose before then. So that's the end of Australia's, uh, the men's team anyway, yeah. playing. We will not remember summer. these results in, in 48 to 72 hours. Oh, yeah. I, was, I thought you were going to say, yeah, weeks then for a mm. second. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm. Uh, so next next time Australia played the men's team is at the end of February. We have three ODIs, three 220s against South Africa over there. Then we come home immediately and have three 
uh, one day is in Australia, two of which are in Sydney, one's in Hobart. But, well, but March, March is in the next yeah. time Australian men play cricket in Australia. South Africa one will be interesting because it's, you know, Warner and Smith going back to Cape Town. Oh, yeah, good point. crimes and, you know, it'll, I, I presume it will briefly bring sandpaper mm. back into focus. There'll probably be some retrospectives about sandpaper personally. I don't think there's any more to be said about it. I think everything's been said oh, about yeah, sandpaper. Yeah. Three guys knew about it. Definitely. It was the only time they did it. They never benefited from it anywhere else. What's no. for sure, the bowlers were never aware <laughs> of the formal strategy for manipulating the ball. Cl- case closed. Let's move on. Bancroft was young, didn't know any better. Just didn't know any better. He's 26 <laughs> years enough old. Enough's been said about it. <laughs> I've had enough of it, and I don't even want to. Even, I don't even want to know. Exactly. Um, speaking of the big bash, <laughs> oh, it'll also be good when Australia plays New Zealand at the SCG in March, as as the NRL round one's kicking off. It's nice <laughs> oh and normal. My God, it's nice and normal. What's the fuck? The Roosters point? won today. And what is Smith the season anymore? Yeah. What's the point? I'm looking forward to it. Should be good. Should be good. Um, big bash. <laughs> Only thing to talk about really is the Renegades Heat game last night, which was one of the biggest. Well, it was the biggest capitulation in Big Bash history. We kept, there was like so many records recently, but the comps been going for nine years. So, right. So it's not really. It's a bit like. Is it really historic? Yeah, it's kind of like scored test records in like 1901 yeah. kind of thing. If anyone should own that record, it's the Brisbane Heat, though. Agreed. Right. Agreed. Well, Why do you bit, say that? Well, the Brisbane Heat are just like perennially a side that just you know. Like adopts that phrase and lives that phrase of like, gee, gee, it's a long ball. Yeah, wax them. Which is, gee, gives them a whack. I always get out there, give them a whack. <laughs> Bash Brothers. <laughs> just, you know, the Bash Brothers. I agree. Yeah, just, it's the whole team it's is that. Picking up contracts. The whole you know. team is that. Yeah. Great egos. Yeah. Fantastic. And then they just lose. Yeah. So that, so last night, we were going through before off air, but last night, what, what are the, uh, the Renegades got 160? 165, 166. So. And the Heat in reply were none for 73, 73 after four? four overs, which yeah. is a record you were power, saying. I think so, power play record. And then they'll, yeah. yeah. And then from then, they did six and over? Yeah. With 10 wickets in 10 hand. 10 wickets in hand. And yeah. AB de Villiers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they lost by 40 runs. Yeah. Yeah. They, they got annihilated. That can happen, though. That can happen. And that's the thing about Big Bash cricket. It can happen. Yeah, anything you know? can happen. Anything can happen. So it's really a wonderful does. interview between Ponning and Lynn afterwards mm. as well. Yeah. Very telling, I thought. Is A.B. De Villiers, is he good anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Said in Bill Simmons' voice yeah. nasally. Is he yeah. is he good anymore or is yeah. he just like a... Is he a myth? Well, it's mm. a bit to me because he hit his first ball against Rashid Khan against the strikers for four through cover, and you're just thinking, oh fucking hell, this guy is so much better than everyone else. He's so mm. good. In the same way that remember when Hilton Cartwright played his first game, first oh, Test match, that's never so forget harsh. it. <laughs> never forget comparing it. Comparing Davilius to Hilton Cartwright's yeah. first ball, yeah, yeah, but he hit it for four, and we yeah. go, fuck, here we go. This guy's oh, yeah. this guy's the real deal. He's number six. Yeah. He's going to bowl a bit. He's going to bat a bit. And we thought this is the future. He's a mm. robot that has been created by bowling machine regime yep. in mm. Australian cricket. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, from the 90s and today and I was excited about the future of Australian cricket with Hilton Cartwright turns out it's just a rig based selection just a classic mm. rig based seen it before so yeah but what's happened is Davilius has failed twice therefore he'll fail forever yeah mm. whatever you did last is what you'll do forever yeah. that's right and so Davilius yeah he's at the bottom of and the do a bad rankings. thing twice in a row then you're bad absolute myth <laughs> Faf Duplessis was asked whether um, he would be interested in having um A.B. Davilius in his World Cup squad and he said yes I'd be keen <laughs> yes is that Which like is the least surprising headline I've ever seen in when my someone life. asks like you know do you want to go to this thing on the weekend you say yeah I'm keen mm. but you're not really like by Thursday you're already trying uh, to get out of those uh, plans yeah, or was the context like yeah. yes I'm extremely yeah. keen it's more like we've exhumed Bradman he's 27 years old in yeah. the prime of his life mm. and his you know equivalent sports science right. is there and they asked Finch would you like Bradman like yeah I'd be keen yeah yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, literally 19- salivating while saying, yeah, I'd be keen. 1950s Australia, Bradman's just retired. Do you want him back? Okay. Wouldn't mm. mind. Yeah, we'll have him back for the yeah. T20 World Cup in 1950. 
It actually didn't, doesn't play aerially that much, though, Bradman. Bradman, he would have struggled. He would have rotated yeah. the strike nicely. Yeah, Shit, that's the power play. Yeah. yeah. You'd probably bat him six. Mm. You'd put Stark in for him <laughs> if you needed to <laughs> create some momentum. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So the main storyline around the whole tournament is the Melbourne Stars. Um, are, are we done with the Brisbane Heat? I just, I just can't be bothered with the Brisbane Heat. I just can't be the bothered The only thing it. that's made the Brisbane Heat funnier to watch because they've been fairly funny for the last like three, four years with the Bash Brothers and stuff, is now the addition of the all-time just-give-them-a-whack coach in Lehman. Yeah. It actually completes it for a brand mm. campaign for them. Yeah. So they're actually doing really well. At least they've got identity. Mm. You know? Give them a whack. Go along. You know? I like Darren Lehman's new look as well. I, I the, do too. The I haven't seen on the beard. Oh, he, okay. looks like, oh, yeah, um, okay. he looks good, actually. Yeah. What's that actor's name? The guy was in Kenny. <laughs> uh, Shane. Um, Shane. Uh, Shane Jacobson. Shane yeah, Jacobson. Yeah. There's got to be that going on. Yeah. There's, there's salt and pepper. He looks yeah. like Shane Jacobson from yeah. Kenny. Get, get him on the show. Shane, I mean. Um, so, Harris Ralph. Let's talk about Harris Ralph. Okay. He's been brought into the T20. He's been brought into the Pakistan T20 squad, um, which is amazing because it was only a year ago he was playing first grade for Western suburbs in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, he was playing for a lowly sort of club of, yeah, with for, respect. Yeah. But I guess that's not really well, a couple of years before he'd been, he's, he's been to Wests twice. First time he wasn't even dollar playing, a run. Yeah. He wasn't even playing mm. first grade came back. He, then he got picked up in the PSL. <laughs> That'll make sense actually. Yeah. West's picking him in twos. And he's like for Pakistan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. just yeah. Australia. That's Australia, isn't it? Yeah. Disrespect anything. Yeah. 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 Well, what grade would Boom reply here? Anyway, yeah. Carry on. We well, look shit. Mm. Yeah. Which would run up. Yeah. He'd be in the second net. He would start in the second net. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'd probably send him to fix his action. Yeah. yeah. Like you'd buy like that. Yeah. You've got to wear long sleeves, mate. Break down his action, change him, turn him into Brett Lee. <laughs> yeah. 2.0. Yeah. This shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, a bit rare. Harris. Yeah. Harris Rouse. So he was playing great cricket in Tasmania mm. earlier this season. Got brought in to replace um, Pat Brown uh, for the Melbourne Stars, who was, who was a replacement for Dale Stain. And now he's just fucking absolutely killing it. And now he's into the World Cup squad. It's amazing. Oh, it's actually it's amazing. amazing. And Tasmania is so geographically far away from Pakistan as well. Mm. Just Good point. blows my mind. Yeah. Well, this is a win for um, Nick Cummins, the head of the Stars, BBL, because he saw him in Hobart cricket, knew of him. Hobart didn't want a piece of him. Cummins said, give me a champion. Come over with the Stars, with the big boys. Champion. And now he's, so uh, he owes everything to him. Yeah. I won't say he champed him necessarily, just a figure of speech, but he owes everything to, to Nick Cummins. I, I mean, I, you know, Ralph is great, great run-up. Love, he's love how his hands are over the ball, just disguising it. Can't see the seam. Did you guys cover the... Did you guys watch the seam when, as batsman? You know how they say, oh, he's covering the seam. So, yeah, know, well, well towards the end of my swing. career, I just watched the bowler's eyes, which yeah. was really bad for my cricket because yeah. I was just focused too much on the facial expressions mm. of the bowler. I never looked at the ball when the guy was running in. Yeah, I do, I do with like, Ralph because I'm yeah. just interested in what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but... But, but yeah. in like the nineties, there was like a like people started covering up the ball when they were running in. Yeah, yeah. As there though was like a lot of play big, around with that. But as a batsman, I never thought like, oh, I've detected that that one side is shinier yeah. than the other. Therefore, that's the way the ball swing. Like if you get any yeah. trigger, it's just like, well, he looks like he's about to bowl an innie. Yeah. Only or an outie, but I didn't go like, oh, yeah. that's uh, yeah. it's actually that one's Mate, darker than the that's other. So therefore, remember, it's going to go this way. I remember like thinking that when like because then the Test match commentators in like the early two thousands, late nineties was like, oh, you try and pick up the mm. shine of the ball. How the fuck can you see the shine of the ball from like eighty meters? You have to have fucking eighty yeah. twenty vision. Yeah. The, I'd already made my decision up what shot I was going to play before the ball was bowled. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. <laughs> Two balls before Don't the ball's which way it's going. I'm going to play a cover drive and three <laughs> balls from now. <laughs> <laughs> if it's back of a leg, this is hitting me in the face. It's going to me in the face. I'm going to run down the wicket and hit in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just absolute lottery. 
but it's good though. I mean, to, yeah, be, fair, to be fair to Ralph, he had played three seasons of the Pakistan Super League um, beforehand. <laughs> but yeah, West picked him in twos, therefore yeah. he's a second grader. Yeah. So it's good to see a second grader doing, doing the well. Story the story is of Australians recognising talent. That's right. <laughs> really. But Nick Cummins did do that, to That's be fair. Right. I, mean. Um, I mean, I suppose the main, well, the story is the Big Bash. Stoinis might break the record for most runs in a, in a season. Does anyone really care about that? No. They're trying to make me care. I'm seeing yeah. a lot of graphics around it on social. Yeah. Why? Is it the same number of games? Can you actually? Is this actually no, a good thing, or aren't there more games? Well, he could. Or less he games? can make the final, for instance, and then those games would count towards a season. So Darcy Short has the record at the uh, moment, and I think don't know how I feel about that. But that, actually, Darcy Short the record last year, and they didn't make the final. So, so yeah. Well, uh, it's all, there's all sorts of weird batting stats with BBL with that shit. You know, yeah. Reading goes. They shouldn't have 50. any records. Let's but it's almost it doesn't mean anything because it's no, such a new it's competition. Nine years old. Mm. Let's just stop with the record stuff. Mm. Well, you know, Hilton Cartwright's among the top 20 run scorers ever in the BBL. So, yeah, once again. He's got a test cap. He does, yeah. How many you got there, champ? Yeah. Yep. How many bag grains AB Villiers got? Yeah, good point. I'll tell you that much. The uh, South African cap is well, I'm looking bagging, forward to, technically, isn't it? Yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to Tom Morris boundary riding at the Stars final, actually. <laughs> Should be good. It's funny how he's not on anymore. <laughs> but he wasn't. But he wasn't banned. Yeah, it's weird. All good. That is, that's really I strange. I love the access you get. Yeah. I love the access you get through the broadcast. <laughs> the tech. You know, with the um, you know, with the stars, like they got Glenn Maxwell's just killing it as well. He's hardly getting a hit because they're winning every game so easily at the moment. The stars, which is all, as you were saying before, Pez, all just sets up nicely for the stars to fuck it up again like they did last year. That's the story, I think. That's the BBL story coming up. Just win. They're just going to win unstoppably. A couple of test players come back. Oh, shit. Now, you know, Smith and whoever's playing for the Sixers. Hmm. I was just thinking about it, it. Sort of all kinds of things about Australia just don't recognize the talent. Like Glenn Maxwell was in terrible form for Australia but he's got an unbelievable record in India yeah. and he's well rated there and then Mitchell Start bats, th- bats five <laughs> in the ODIs Do you know, and he's like whacking him here this but is like just... the new Maxwell did a reverse sweep off his second ball <laughs> Start fucking got a hit at five yeah <laughs> I just I just think there's, I just think it's strange like that there's no one in the team who can fill a role like, that was that was strange that they didn't have like a middle. I mean, Turner's meant to be able to do that, but he just right. couldn't. He just couldn't deal with Boomer. Genuinely, just yeah. watching that last night, it was just too hard. And Smith was trying to close in on his hundred, but mm. but yeah, this is the thing. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of revisionism on Maxwell, and they should have taken him into India given his subsequent form. But like, right, so and no, no one's going to say it. No, like, honestly, no one will say it. Uh, Maxwell won't say it. But like, it's quite clear that it's great for him that he didn't go to India and he just got out of that for a bit and he had a break and he's is he, good. Is he going to the IPL? Yeah, believe so. He should yeah. be. Yeah. yeah, he would have been one of the top yeah. picked. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I just it was just everything's actually worked out okay. Yeah, it's fine. Maxwell may well be back as long as he's happy and mm. relaxed and good for him. Good for him. Um, all right, let's get. Doesn't on sell to... newspapers though. That's that, not that a newspaper sell seller. Newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. More revelations on yeah. TGS or digital subscriptions for newspapers. <laughs> but Stark at five. What the fuck was that about? I'll, I'll never be able to let this go. Mm. Um, South Africa versus England. The third test there in Port Elizabeth. The series is tied at one-one. England on the verge of winning. Uh, and taking that series to 2-1 to the English team. Um, uh, as we go to air, it's the end of day four. Day five tomorrow, It's there's a bit of rain around, but the England just need four wickets. South Africa still 188 runs behind. Joe Root fucking took four for. It's awesome. South Africa are in a really strange place. There's a whole thing about a lot of, a lot of their best players doing like the cold pack thing. We're going to county cricket. Um, the bowling is okay, but the batting is weak. So my takeaway from this is that South Africa are not good in England shit as well. Yeah, but happy like with that? it. Are we but, happy with that? Yeah, that's, that's good. Move <laughs> along. You've summed up everything. Yeah, <laughs> but every team freezes in relation to how they did against Australia. So for me, like South Africa, are a massive Achilles heel for Australia, and they're still really good. Like if if like Ollie Pope's hit 130 yeah. over there, young guy. A lot of people are 
pretty happy in England yeah. about that, saying, oh, you know, he looks like a proper prospect. People are saying, oh, he's, he's more stylish than Ian Bell. Yeah. He's going to be the top run scorer yeah. of all time for England. Which is obviously you know, unlike, on. unlike England too, yeah, yeah. build a player up um, very helpfully beforehand. But by the same token, <laughs> if a young Australian did that, oh, yeah. we'd be fucking all over them too. So, Mate, mate he hasn't um, come you know, to Australia yet, has he? Hmm. I just, and I that's just where mean, everyone English is. English cricket is great. English cricket's really good. Like if we were winning 2-1 in South Africa, we'd be cock a hoop as well. So they're doing well. Joe Root's taken four far. It's Can't hit 100. But who are all these English players? Like, Where were they during the Ashes? There's a lot of guys playing in this series it's that just su- weren't yeah. around the It's Ashes. a super young team. So there's mm. Don Best took five for in the first yeah. innings. Or Offie, little Offie. Yeah, 20, he's, little 20, off, yeah. he's 22 yeah. years yeah. old. Yeah. Just played really well. Um, yeah, Ollie Pope. I just, I just can't get over Ben Stokes. I think he's just fucking just probably their best ever player. <laughs> fucking hell. He's just Who, who's, those... who's better? Who's better than Ben Stokes? Both of them? I don't know, but both of them, I don't know. Both, there's revisionist history around both of them as well, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, I've just seen the highlights of the 149. Did he play any more tests? <laughs> I know nothing about him. <laughs> Never heard of him. But like Stokes is just having one of those purple patches in cricket. It's yeah. gone on for ages. Yeah. Like eventually he will come down to earth. He'll have a shit series and someone will figure out something about him. And mm. I don't he know. must just feel invincible. Well, mate, he, I reckon I that, that punch really fucked him because he was in searing form heading into that Aussie series. Uh, and if yeah. he'd have kept that form, he was cricketer of the year, I think, in like like around the world, probably the best in the world then. Mm-hmm. And the punch fucked him. Mm-hmm. He misses the Aussie. God, could choose better <laughs> words than that, couldn't I? No. But um, no, couldn't. Uh, so he has a little break. Then he builds himself back up, and now he's probably the most valuable so best just player in the world. Score runs moment. forever on an exponential graph. Every single time England win, he has contributed mm. in some enormous way, yeah. and like in, in some circumstances where it's like tight. He's bowling. He's getting big wickets. He takes catches. Yeah, so slip. He mm. fucking scores big runs. I mean, even when he first came to the side, when he scored a hundred at the Wacker when Australia beat England twenty-two yeah. nil, yeah. and like England were just so far off it. But he see that he came into that series and he was good. Then that's yeah. when he first came to the side. And like he's just, I, I just can't think of a, another English player mm. who is overall better than him. Ever. Yeah. No. I, I mean, it's just hard to know where to even. Ian start Bell was a good-looking player, though. To be fair, <laughs> he, he's a good little player. Yeah, he's yeah. a good little player. I mean, England's side has so many jack of all trades players apart from Stokes, though. You know, like Root takes four far, mm-hmm. but struggles to hit a ton. They've got you know mm. eighty-seven keepers who bat or. Butler doesn't keep but bats eight mm-hmm. or something like that. Like Test cricket just needs like boringly prolific players. It's my advice to England if you're listening out there winning a series 2-1 against South Africa. Um, <laughs> well, let's, uh, I speak for everyone. I say let's hope it rains in day five. Glad Rabada's suspended for yelling as well. That's yeah, do you want good. to go through that? Oh, really? Just good stuff. It's good. Just what you just get, he just bowls root and then she <laughs> yells very loudly and like, um, in a cathartic way, in a way we'd all appreciate. But, you know, yeah. as Jonathan Agnew said, well, he totted up. <laughs> yeah. Like a speeding fine, he's totted up his demerit points, and unfortunately, saying with you know the greatest earnestness and sincerity, unfortunately has to miss. Yeah, I'm very sad about it. Mm. Um, but is this and yeah. the same as the speeding fine analogy? Mm. Really? Like, I mean, if you he's totted if them you up, mate. Commit too many speeding fines, and you're a danger to yourself and society on the road, and you mm. should be removed from mm. from that situation. Yeah. Is, is Rabada a danger to cricket? He is. I mean, yelling, I like yelling. Agnew. Yeah. He's yelling. It's Absolutely. lucky it actually wasn't during the Boxing Day test because double demerits. I guess it was pretty loud. <laughs> what he, whatever he yelled, he just he just yelled. It was loud. Yeah. Have you got like when you when you're only in the dressing rooms and someone's just like just bowled someone and like the bowler just gets so it's just such a release. They see red, 
And like, it's yeah. just this fucking mist. They should have they five scream. seconds to black it's actually, out. It's yeah. kind of scary. <laughs> Where life is lawless for I think it's a little bit when scary. You, what, when, when yeah. a bowler takes a wicket and he's yelling and, and then you're trying to hug him or something? No, no, no. no. Where you're, are you in this? You, yeah. <laughs> in my car. Mm. <laughs> Driving past the ground yelling at, how's that? Um, no, you're, you're in the dressing room and maybe you're next in or maybe you're two oh, in. Or maybe you you've already been out. It from and you, and you see the reaction. And you just, it's a little bit like, ooh. Unnerving, yeah. Yeah, unnerving, yeah. But when you hear like it sounds so hostile in the dressing room where you're coming from, then you go out and it's almost quite serene on yeah. the field. And that, the differentiation yes. between what you've heard there and what the setting yeah. is outside is equally jarring. No, exactly. Mm. That's very chilling, yeah. those moments. Great cricket like yeah. that. Suburban cricket is quite can be quite chilling, chilling. like that. You ever like you play a game and it's like really intense on the field, right? It's like there's fucking just edge, like there's, yeah, a, there's yeah. something in the air, and then you're like, someone will be walking outside the ground, maybe just like like uh, someone's walking their dog, and like society lives outside the ground, yeah. but in the ground you just like, oh, it's actually a bit like there's twelve men, including an umpire apparently, who are angry <laughs> at me. You never know what other people are going through. You know it, I mean? It's twelve. It's anything going. It's like mm. a war, and it's being officiated mm. by like two eighty-year-old umpires yeah. who would have no authority outside of yeah. this boundary. And then there'll be like a single mother like chasing us, chasing her her son outside the ground. And you're just like, oh, that's nice. Why is she, why, why is she single? Because yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be single. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fifty yeah. percent um, of marriages end in divorce. <laughs> and they're just the ones that are divorced too. Mm. What about the remainder? How many of them are happy? So. What about when you're about to go into batting club cricket and everything actually looks serene out there yeah. and you get out there and find that it's completely different? Like you're watching this thing 80 metres away it looks and everything really just looks easy, quiet yeah. and you're like, oh, this is just cricket being played. And you get out there and you're like, oh, gee, there's a lot of arseholes here. Yeah. Well, what I try to do is I try to focus on which side the ball's being shined. And that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And that's our analysis of the Rabada suspension. Yeah. Just totted them up. Yeah. Totted them up. The under 19 World Cup's happening at the same time. Australia play the first game against the West Indies. In their group is England and also Nigeria. It are you excited for Australia versus Nigeria in the 19 World Cup? <laughs> Can't wait, mate. It's going to be an absolute Who are you looking forward to seeing? Yeah. Oh, just the young blokes. The young blokes, yeah. I think, from both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are on both sides. Yep. I'm really looking forward to all of them, all 22 of them. Yep. And, and maybe some of the others that can get a run. Would you like to see the under-19 World Cups to be umpired by also under-19s? <laughs> would I like to see it? Yeah. You'd like to see it, don't yeah. you? I would like to see it. You wouldn't hate to see it. I wouldn't hate. No. I wouldn't hate. Well, Australia lost their first game against the West Indies. Jake Fraser McGuirk, um, okay. who you might we've I might have spoken about in the past, nineteen year old yeah. from uh, he debuted against uh, Fort Victoria, got a fifty in his first game. Mm. Good little player. Yeah. Good little player. Fraser yeah. McGuirk. Yeah. Which mm. private school did he go to? <laughs> Anyone with a double double barreled name must mm. have gone to an elite private school. That's the rule. Uh, he got eighty four in the first game, but Australia fell uh, the West Indies chased down their score three wickets down, I believe it was. Right. Um, so Australia will therefore lose every match including the ones against Nigeria. We expect to win under-19s tournaments, don't we? We've like, only I, ever I won two. Well, all great captains and players for Australia have dominated under-19 tournaments throughout mm. history, and that should continue, I would hope. Mm. Yes. It's a rite of passage for all good Australian cricketers. It's like, it's like being from New South Wales. I expect when I... like I don't follow the carnivals, but when it finishes, I expect to see that New South Wales has won. Yeah. New South Wales Metro, New South Wales, mm. whatever iteration you want to call it, mm. they need to win for the health and safety mm. of Australian cricket. <laughs> If Australia gets bundled out before the finals, before the semis of the under nineteen World Cup, there's serious problems Inquest? in the future of Australian cricket. Inquests, Royal Commissions, all of those should be done. Well, speaking of which, uh, and the same Shah's line out for Pakistan. We might remember him from the Test matches. He debuted sixteen on the same show, buying hundred and forties. He's playing the under nineteen World Cup. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, you he know, should do not, well there. Yeah, and the, 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 the classic Australian response is not sixteen though. No. Well, he's also not the youngest in that team. They've also got a fourteen-year-old in their team. Yeah, I love that. That's fucked, man. I love yeah. that. Pakistan's just going for shock value. <laughs> yeah. How long till they like select a baby, like an eight-month-old baby? Huh. 
Fucking bowls I, I think about that quite often. This is literally how like, young can you say, go? Well, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, how how young could you be to score a run at international level? Like, holding a bat without being injured. Three. Do you reckon if no you... No way. Three. Three, no. Who's, who's bowling? Well, if they just bowled at you and it, let's just say it hits the bat. International bowler? Yeah. What, what, you're what, pla- and you're what a skill? cricketer. What skill? Batting? No, but what like who's what bowler? Oh, 135. Okay, so it's pace. It's not yeah, spin. pace. No, no it's not little ones. Yeah. Yeah. So how old... It's not fucking Mitchell Santner. Yeah. What do you reckon? Like... Obviously, you get luck, you know, if the three-year-old's holding a bat and it just hits it, but the three-year-old can't run and be run out. Well, that's what I was saying. He could the be a good edge run. Be he, run out. He could just bowl it at the bat and it hits the handle of the bat and it goes for four. Mm. So you're talking about a legitimate run. You've, someone's actually got I, behind the I ball, think like pushed one or taken a single. Nine or ten. Yeah, like a ten-year-old around the world might be able yeah. to just nerdle one like inside edge onto the pad. Or if something. it was Australia, they'd set you up. There'd be two leg gullies. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just mental <laughs> disintegration. Do you, reckon ten, you reckon there's any ten-year-old in the country, like if Pat Cummins came in and bowled Yorkers who could somehow do something not in Australia but you ever see those footage of like uh, on Instagram where like there's some guy in India who's just yes, like he's those like, kids could, he's like four those kids and he's got the best cover drive you've ever seen yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, you see, it's really depressing yeah. like you yeah. just go through like in, like on the search function of Insta yeah. or whatever and like someone's just hitting amazing cover drives yeah. like better than you've ever hit in your life yeah. in the nets and they're 11 yep. yeah so those people good point what's the wicket doing yeah well, I think we've We've expired this hypothetical. <laughs> Speaking of wickets, uh, just before we head to the break, um, the, uh, the the ratings pairs are in for the state of the wickets around the country. Oh, yeah. Um, all of them got a very good rating, except for Perth, which got a good rating. And Sydney. Sydney, oh, only, and Sydney got, only got so, good. So, so, so Sydney got good. Right. Perth got good. Right. But Brisbane and Melbourne and Adelaide got very good. Right. Which is interesting because there's two venues vying for one spot to host India next year. Right. And, um, yeah, it would appear that Brisbane's pitch was, yeah, very good. Perth's was merely good. Uh, and, um, you know, that might be taken into account when, you know, whomever, probably BCCI decides where they'd like to play. My first question is, what the fuck does it even mean? What's the difference between good and very good? <laughs> I don't know. I think they use the same good. rating system yeah. as Zomato yeah. um, <laughs> when you're rating a restaurant online. It seems pretty subjective, You got, got gamed. Yeah. 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 Cause I think it would, well, I like these stories because you get to find out which ex-players are being given cushy jobs as player oh, yeah. referees or oh, yeah, referees. Yeah, yeah. Did you look this up? I think it was Sir Richie Richardson. <laughs> you think? That's amazing. I know it was. Yeah. I think Jabagal Srinath was one oh, yeah. uh, recently. He's a, he's a match umpire. Match, umpire. Match, official. Yeah, match official. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Right. But fucking Richie Richardson didn't rate any pitches. He just wore a floppy hat everywhere. <laughs> and he, of course he's going to give a, a shit rating. After uh, Australia won in 1995, first time Australia had ever won there. Or it had won there in like 30 years or whatever. Mm. And like the team was like War War, Shane Warne, McGrath. Like the, like the very beginning of the greatest Australian mm. team ever. Richie Richardson said at the end of that series in the press match conference, this is the worst Australian team that's ever come here. Awesome. Yeah. So he's rating pitches. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> where would you prefer to play India next year? The Gabba or Perth? Don't lose at the Gabba, but Perth is, you know, like quintessentially Australian and wild and bouncy and anti, mm. you know, India style. I feel like Perth needs, Optus Stadium needs something. It needs history. It needs a, because the Wackers got all the history. what do you need? Fuck, fuck the history of a stadium, which is a, a non, mm. not a human being. Well, what, what do you feel like you need? What do you I, need? Mm, yeah, the Gabba, the Gabba's yeah, the answer. Gabba's yeah. answer, you got me. Gotcha. But I need, <laughs> I need people at the Why Gabba. Are you so happy. Mm. 
East Coast, we need it on the East Coast. It's where most of the people are. Perth feels like a different country. But I no like going to the Gabba with, you know, and yeah. that there we are We can't turn up at that. the Perth airport. Like, I mean, I don't know what it's like at the Perth airport. You Big. got recently there. Yeah. But we need to, as soon as they land, we need to exert dominance over them in all facets. And I yeah. feel like we can only do that effectively on the East Coast of Australia. Interesting. I like Perth though. Yeah. So I want to go there. You think Perth is possibly too welcoming for India? Mm. Brisbane will too be clean. less welcoming. Too more clean humid and, and sticky. Yeah. yeah. How the fuck has Melbourne got very good? Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> just back to Dave's thing about just a, just a little you know, set Actually, of arrangements. I saw the yeah. story because the SCG got good. good. And yeah. I saw that um, the SCG trust chief wrote in her monthly CEO letter, we were particularly happy well with how the pitch played from day two onwards and were delighted with off-spinner Nathan Lyon's two five-wicket hauls. A traditional SCG wicket indeed. I was <laughs> <laughs> just reading that as a member going, fuck, we got a good wicket. Yeah. Tradition. Yeah. Spins a bit. Oh my God. Did a bit. Still makes me feel safe. <laughs> well, we're going to play three test matches in Sydney next year and two in Melbourne, so that should be good. Um, what's up, What else on the show? Hashtag ICDC. Bo Webster and Clive Rose also coming up. Stick around. So for me, one day cricket is special. Um, and I was just sitting there when Mark is debuting, which is fantastic, number 229. And I was so enthusiastic, they were chasing balls around, they were making teams up, energetic, love of the game. And I looked at these kids and I thought, they look like Marcus. And I think, that is, you know, oh, Marnus, sorry, Marnus. Yeah, good point, I'll get the name right, yeah. Okay, uh, <laughs> lady and gentlemen. Uh, in a world first for TJC this week, we're interviewing not just one cult figure in global cricket, but two simultaneously. Um, these two fellas do their business for the Hobart Hurricanes and the Renegades, respectively. But when they're not on endless on the endless BBL circuit, they're clubmates at Kingborough, uh, at the Kingborough Cr- Cricket Club at the Tassie, in Tassie Premier Cricket. One is a dreadlocked destroyer of top orders. The other's nickname is Slug, uh, which we'll get to later. Um, <laughs> Clive Rose and Bo Webster, welcome to the Great Cricketer Podcast. Thank you. Oh, thanks, thanks, guys. Okay, uh, Clive, I'll start with you, and then we'll go to Bo. So we'll do this a bit differently. Um, Clive, can you describe what Bo's relationship to grade cricket is? Uh, how does he carry himself around grade cricket? Now he's dominated other Renegades batsmen in this team. Like, How do you expect he'll carry himself around Hobart after the season? Um, Slug's always been a, a cult figure on the Hobart circuit. Um, uh, when he's out, um, he's always out when he's in, in, in Hobart. Um, and around the Kingborough boys, he's a he's Kingborough-born Reddies. He grew up playing for Kingborough, so he loves playing for the Knights. Um, and it just depends on how he's going, um, I guess, uh, um, with things outside of cricket, um, whether he wants to turn up, uh, I guess, wants, wants to play for the Knights or not. <laughs> okay. So, so Bo, just back to you. Um, like Clive gets plenty of airtime on TV, uh, especially when Tim Payne's commentating. Like, Can you give us an insight into his great cricket persona? Yeah, Clive, he's been excellent for the Kingwood Knights since he joined. He's a he's a massive cult figure down there. I think he's our most, he's our most popular player after his probably first one or two games. He's been a, uh, a stalwart down there on and off the field. He's always the first one to celebrate a win flying uh, down in cargo there. Jack Green, he loves flying his <laughs> trade down there, but he's been uh, yeah very good for us. Um, Clive, I'll ask you this question. Uh, so according to ESPN Crick Info, uh, Bo was born in Snug in Tasmania. Is that anything to do yeah. with his nickname Slug? Absolutely nothing to do with his name, his name Snug. Um, I don't know like what, what time you aired the show, um, but I think the clean version of why he got his name Slug is because he's big and he's um, he's big and tall. But uh, that's the clean version. I, I'll let him, I guess, explain why. <laughs> the other, the other, Please. The other yeah. <laughs> Bo, I heard. I mean, uh, you know, just 
answer this how you will. You've got a few nicknames. I've done a little bit of digging here. Do you prefer being called Slug yep. or Bangers? There's a strange like um, social like we he goes and I did a gig with you guys down in Hobart a few weeks ago and we, we took us out in the Hobart circuit. Um, right, and and yeah, after after a few hours at the is it cargo is it the yeah. is it cargo down in, in yeah, Hobart? Cargo, yep. it, it just observed yep. a really strange social hierarchy there. So basically, everyone's crowded around a booth, which mm. is all which we later learn is like the premier <laughs> cricket booth. But you're only allowed to sit in the booth if you are a first grader, a good first grader, or you play mm. um, first class cricket, or you have a woman with you, um, <laughs> or you're James Faulkner. Yeah, or you're James Faulkner. Um, do you support that rule that says you only sit in a booth if you're quite good at cricket? Oh, 100%, yeah. I'll show you come out with the big boys, and uh, I think the younger guys can sort of hover around, standing around, but until they get the seat in there, they can, uh, they can pour out the ink for us or go and get a few more from the bar. I think it's a good way for, <laughs> it's a good way for um, the young kids to earn their stripes, I think. I, I yeah. knew it when, we, when I was younger. I wasn't allowed to talk when I played first grade, so um, kids nowadays have got... <laughs> How do they enforce you not yeah. talking in, at grade? Like, do, do they put like some tape over your mouth or <laughs> someone kind of walks around with you? How do they enforce that, that obviously quite you know, intimidatory rule? Oh, it was whatever you, whatever something, whenever you said something or anything came out of your mouth, it was like no one even responded to it or they just something. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Bo, um, you obviously had a you've had a very good season for Renegades uh, at the so far. Though the the teams had a very poor season. Like, how great is it to look around the room at the end of a loss? You know, look yeah. at Test players like Harris and, and Finch earlier, and you know Sean Marsh, and obviously Dan Christians play a lot of T Twenty cricket around the world as well. And just think, boys, you got to go with me. <laughs> yeah, it's been a um, it's been an interesting season. I've had a few messages from a few of the uh, mates back in England club cricket and a few around Tassie being like, Jesus, you just need someone to go with you, don't you? Those sort of shoulders you you're having in the batting there, but it's um sort of that a hell of a tournament. He's, he's second on the run moment, so it's uh it's nice that he's getting a few runs, but yeah, it's it, it's it is nice to make some runs when you're doing so well, but the old Slug. cliche, it's not much fun watching women. Slug, you were uh, I just wanna say your name, Slug. Um, you're obviously playing in the game last night against the Heat, and I was just looking at like the celebrations yep. after um, was it Cameron Boyce at the last wicket? Who was at the last wicket? And just like the yeah, absolute, Cameron Boyce, yep. just the just the absolute laughter and like the hyena guffawing and just the opposition just capitulated ten for thirty six. <laughs> that must have been just most satisfying like victory in that you would have had in ages, only because they only had one other oh. one, but still. <laughs> yeah, well, like you said, we've only had one this year in the in mm. the sort of in the third months. But yeah, it was I uh, got to a point there where with every week you just sort of just funny yeah. more and more being like it, it couldn't happen, could it? And then <laughs> I think when big when big Cutsy got given out LBW there, it was uh, we think it was pretty much game over. And then the yeah the uh, the chat started happening and the uh, the chat about the Melbourne Stars last year and everything like that started oh, yeah, to happen. Good. And it was, <laughs> Uh Clive, you you've been around the BBL for a while. I think you came in during Shane Warne's Twilight years. What was it like, um, you know, late era warning? He's probably dating Liz Hurley at the time. What kind of dressing room presence was Warney back then? Um, oh exactly what you expect, I think, just a big dog. Um, we'd have training and he'd be lying um, next to the net, um, down the net on the side while everyone else was training, um, just like 
yelling out barking orders basically he wouldn't bowl didn't see him bowl a ball at training his last couple of years um and liz hurley came into the rooms a few times with um, a few conversations i guess <laughs> at the time but um yeah he was exactly what you'd um expect him to be i guess around the just um just back to you clive i mean you, you had the match in sydney the other night um that was that was washed out you just had josh Philippe stumped just running down the wicket you're bowling beautifully and then you obviously had to come off for rain i mean obviously it hasn't rained in australia for ages so it was really nice to get um to get some relief but also how came we just to finish your four overs and get off um actually i only bowled two overs and yeah um wadey actually normally bowls me three in the power play and this is the only time that i wanted to bowl three in the power play and he held me back um, to bowl after the power play, so I was pretty. I was, I was swimming a little bit because I, was, I felt like I was on a roll. I could get another wicket. Yeah. I don't get many wickets in the big bash, so that could have been the opportunity. Actually, I came off the ground asking when it got called off. I came off the ground asking if my, my wicket tally still um, counts if it got washed out. So. <laughs> um, just one, I, just just one from the club, Bo. Um, just a true or false. Um, Bo was a gifted young cricketer playing for Tassie under-19s as a 14-year-old. This was a sticking point for the Webster family as the selectors picked Bo over his older brother, who was left to be 12th man. <laughs> yeah, um, I did play my first under-19s with my brother, yeah, and then I think he got left out of the next one. I got, was, was running the drinks a few times, so there was definitely some good dance there. I sort of said bad luck behind closed doors, but around the boys, I was giving plenty of stick on it. Clive, we, we, we often speak a lot about um, you know personal branding in the in the Big Bash. You've obviously gone for the cornrows previously. You've got the glasses going on this year, very sort of uh, Daniel Vittori esque. We've seen Joffre with the cornrows as well. I mean, how inspirational has Dennis Rodman been on your career? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I was talking to Garinda Sandwich the other day, and I was um, and the missus. I wanted to actually get my. I had a few ear piercings uh, a few years ago, mm. and I wanted to actually um, bring them back in, but and. Someone actually mentioned that, that I, I look a bit like Dennis Rodman. I'm getting a Dennis Rodman look, and I'm not sure if I want to carry that sort of image just yet in my career. I think um, so. I think Dennis Rodman turned up in a wedding dress to a book launch uh, in the 90s. Would you consider turning it to a big bash game in a wedding dress? Mm. He got married to Carmen Electra in a wedding dress. <laughs> He's wearing a wedding dress at the reception. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thoughts? Well, I'll, 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 uh, I'll skew on that one for a bit, I think. Yeah. I'll see if there's any other options. So on you, just on you again, Clive, um, I'm told you're a very impressive indoor cricketer, like you're one of the best indoor cricketers in the country. Like, Should, should our country rightly regard you with suspicion, um, given that you actually decide to play and invest and engage in indoor cricket? I don't, I don't know, but I, I don't know if I'm the best in the country, oh, but I do, I do you love are. the game. More, more than, I love the game more than outdoor cricket, to be completely honest with you. If I could say that the rest of my life, I would. Um... <laughs> But I'd like to take it. I, I, the boys give me stick about indoor cricket all the time, but I still try to pump it, try to pump it up as much as I can and get the boys to play. It's not happening at the moment, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure some of them will, will come, will come good. Like some of the young kids are going to play, I reckon. I keep pumping it up. Slugguard, just just back to you. Uh, you were, you were, uh, you were the batsman when uh, Greg Davidson did the uh, did the now infamous nosegate thing. Um, can, you, can you talk us about uh, yeah, how, how you're feeling? Like just. If you said anything, said anything to him after the game, during the game, during the innings, just like talk, talk us through it. No, well, I was obviously running down the wicket when I saw his arm go up, and then mm. I sort of um, there may be a little indication of my eyes looking into the inside edge of my bat, but I won't say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, fucking smashed he it. Walked, yeah. Obviously, a big no-no, but I did hit it, and uh, I think a few of the boys heard that I hit it, and I told him that he made the right call, and he he was a bit rattled, the big fella, for a few overs after that. I reckon he was going to get suspended <laughs> and all sorts, but he was 
he was pretty good. He, he just kept saying to me, you did hit it, didn't you? You hit it, didn't you? Yeah, mate, smashed it. I could have gone to first. It might not have told him I smashed it, to be honest. Yeah, it was the right decision in the end. I did feel for him because he was sweating and he was he was under the pump there and there was still about seven overs to go, so... Also, how big does someone have to be for you to call someone the big fella? Like, aren't you like two meters tall? Yeah, he's a slug. Yeah, you're the slug. Anything, anything around that two meter mark, they get the big fella. <laughs> but, but you're you're so tall, yet you choose to bowl off breaks. Do you realise this is an egregious waste of height? <laughs> your alarm's going off, and that your oh, no, car's been broken into. <laughs> <laughs> That's me at the airport. <laughs> I get plenty of stick about it. I, um... Everyone just thinks it's because I got I'm a bit of a PR when it comes to fast bowling. If you ask some of the Dazzy boys, but right. um, just found out it was a bit more of an easier way to get in the team, I suppose, to, uh, to keep myself in the team. So I've stuck with it. And, <laughs> um, right, they're pretty ordinary off breaks, to be honest. But then uh, it's nice to be able to bowl a few O's when you're getting bored in the field. Your, your star's obviously rising, Slug, a little bit on the back of a, a bunch of good performances. Um, though it, it's alleged at grade level, uh, the coach says to the team to not clap you when you hit 50 because it's believed that you switch off once you hear applause of any kind. Yeah. <laughs> care to comment? Uh, I don't care. I think that was our old coach, Adam Ma, used to say that. You know, you know Marbo, he's a bit of a uh, grumpy man and he, he got to a point now where I'd get out after 50 because he reckons I was getting too big-headed with my 50 and, and be happy with my work. So I think it sort of carried on there a little bit. But now that Clive's back down there in charge and I think I've been having a made of you haven't made a 50 in about a year and a half. Or so. well, apparently, you're out, I, I, I'm told you average four uh, in four games for King Bread this year. Yeah, actually, a single-figure score. It's haven't even looked like it in the middle of that. So uh, they probably don't want me back here at the moment. <laughs> so between you guys, there's obviously yourself, Clive, you, Bo, you've got Grinder Sando down there as well, all at the same, playing at the same club. Do you guys just talk to each other? Do you guys, do you guys actually know any of the other names of the guys in the team? Yeah, oh well, just a couple of boys that I played uh, under 19s with, but other than that, a lot of champs and mates around. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually, um, I've been down there for about seven years, and the first three or four years, I don't think I knew anyone that played second grade, even when they came into first grade. I don't reckon I remember their name for about three years until I started actually coaching down there. Um, it, was actually, it was actually pretty bad, but that was actually just how it was. <laughs> I suppose you guys wouldn't want to comment on this as well. There's just word coming in that, like, it's, with Renegades team fines, you guys just sort of drink half a, like half a pint um, instead of paying money and stuff like that. And then there might have just been an indiscretion around um, driving cars the following day, just without naming any names. Um, I, I don't want to comment, but our fines rating still gets pretty. Uh, pretty <laughs> I don't know what the word is, but there was a few uh, sick boys in the first half an hour. That's for sure. I think it's led by. Led by Dan Christian, and he uh, he's pretty relentless on some of the fines. And uh, if you do the if you if you mumble in a trying to find someone else, you get pinned. So hmm. it's uh it can be a dangerous game trying to find someone. Yeah. You can end up end up on drinking about a leader. Yeah. Hmm. Well, thank you for joining Grade Cricketer Confidential. Um, <laughs> this, inter- this new interview series, uh, and thanks for joining this uh, you know global first as well, Clive and Bo. Wishing you guys the best for the rest of the season, and uh, thanks for enduring that. Thank you very much. Right, Cheers. Thanks for having us. Major news this week, fellas. Everyone will have seen it, but um, Prince Harry and, and Meghan Markle have uh, decided to step down from their official royal duties. Uh, Harry immediately went to um, help with the Rugby League World Cup 
promotion. It's yeah. great to see him go from kind of a high level, uh, kind of you know what, what do you call it, like ivory tower institution, you know, down to the grassroots. Mm, sure. Harry's also promoted budgie smuggler in the past. Um, he's had pictures taken with Curtly Beale, I believe, or his brother has. Well, mm. Who cares? Um, <laughs> official pictures, and from I believe the, I believe the Linny, yeah, royal family. Oh yeah, it's official. Royal yeah, family, yeah, yeah, they own the rights to pictures, them. Yeah. And I just on behalf of Linny, if you are listening, Harry, I hope you don't abandon your post as a, a promoter of Budgie Smuggler. Um, we certainly won't. I remember when South Africa won the World Cup, uh, the Rugby World Cup. They, um, oh, who was the player? I forget who the player was. Who was like, we just walked up to um, Prince Harry in his Budgie Smuggler. He was a halfback little fella. Yeah, <laughs> good yeah. little player. Yeah, good little player. Um, he was like walked up to Harry with the World Cup and was just photographed and he was just wearing South Africa Budgies next to Prince Harry. Great stuff. Mm, yeah. Nice synergies there. It was a great career, a great post um Prince career for Harry in just budgie smuggler influencer work. He'd yeah. probably get up to 1,000 AUD a post. Or he'd have, yeah, he'd Don't have, take our budget for it, but but yeah, have a crack. He'd have heaps of... No, yeah, that's not an official um, request. No, that's, mm. Yeah, it's on the official budget. Mm. Official budgiesmuggler.com. Budget smuggler. <laughs> just a separate business that we'll be talking about later. Um, yeah, guys, so budgiesmuggler.com.au. Mm. Done, that, done that justice? Ah, oh, we did a thing. We did it was a thing. Hashtag Buy us. It. TGC, buy the thing, budgiesmuggler.com.au, hashtag ICGC. This one comes in from Coach. You might remember him from last week. He was he had the uh, chop story. Oh, trying nice. to get the, oh uh, Coach. Trying to get the, uh, the wow. story about, um, what was his story again? It was his, someone, was left, someone, someone's left wife the club. Was... Someone left the club. And was this the wife swapping Yeah, one? wife swapping. No, it wasn't wife swapping. <laughs> oh, wait, we didn't talk <laughs> about that the one. Wife? That was off air. Wife swapping one. <laughs> I got the school chaplain in for that. Anyway, that's a separate thing. I'll talk about that another time. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, anyway, Coach says, Hi, gents. My heartfelt thanks for your advice related to Chops in the latest podcast. I already see that your advice may be a crucial piece of the jigsaw puzzle that is a Middlesex 2020 campaign for my team. I now require your sage advice in relation to the circuit. I am desperately in need of your counsel once again. Last season, after some ordinary, some ordinary early season performances, I, as coach, instigated a Friday night circuit ban. This, of course, did not apply to me. On the Saturday immediately following the circuit ban, we were rewarded with an epic victory. However, during the post-match fine session, it came to my attention that, to a man, the team had ignored instructions and circuited. I was dumbfounded by this result. Are the cricketing gods laughing at me? Sidebar question. In what human form do the cricketing gods best resemble, in your opinion? <laughs> Should I admit defeat and surrender to the concept that the circuit pre-match actually makes little, if any, difference to performance? I note that as the circuit ban did not apply to me, and I may have had a few on the Friday night, it seems to make no difference to my pre-match mitt work. P.S. I think I need glasses or a bigger mitt. Yours truly, Coach. Mm. I like his question about what human form do the cricket gods take because mm-hmm. I've often wondered that myself. Or are the cricket gods <laughs> the same as Mother Cricket in England? They're which similar. always makes me think of Mother Teresa for some reason. Yeah, they're similar, but it's slightly different. So I think that the cricket gods look like a... Cricket Catholic, gods are like Roman gods. Yeah, Catholic like Greek, nun. Yeah, or Greek or Roman gods, whereas Mother Cricket is more of an ethereal, overarching um, kind of motherly spirit that just right. um, exacts justice whenever you think you're on top of the game. That That's actually okay. from Wisden. I'm reading from Wisden. Yeah, and not blinking again. <laughs> what was the question? question? Yeah. <laughs> The question is, he, he imposed a, a, a pre-match circuit. So he can't circuit on Friday. That's what the coach said. They, right. The team circuit on Friday anyway. So he's got no respect to the players. That's clear. Yeah. But the team had a massive win. So right. circuiting After works. Circuiting. Works. Circuiting works. Yeah. yeah. I found, uh, well, my problem with my great career was many things, but I um, just loved a Friday circuit. Loved right. it. Loved it. And then it got well, you're to... You're softening the, wa- the... That's not a phrase. Softening the waters. 
it's but the best you're moment. kind of you're making an excuse a ready-made excuse for your inevitable yeah. failure. I suppose so. I just found it the best other way to go out. Like Friday night in the city, just people are off work. Yeah. You got two days to recover for most people. It's most, definitely most the best sane night people. to go out. Um, but then, like, I think I might have already told this story, but, like, one day as a Coogee Oval, we were practicing before the game. I was, like, still inebriated. Ball went up for doing, like, high catches, and I was, like, looking up, and I got, like, vertigo. I was, like, mm. I almost, like, fell over. didn't even get a hand on this catch. And I was, like, well, this is probably a bit of a problem now. So that actually did affect my performance that day. I remember turning up to a PGs game, and, Pez, you remind me of this often, wearing a wine-soaked, wine-soaked, should I say, vest mm. uh, from the previous night where I went to a 21st, got absolutely hammered. Mm. Mm. That was how much I respected Port and Grey cricket. Well, there's more to that. You were leaning up against the brick scoreboard at Pratton Park and if you imagine Dave in a wine vest a wine soaked vest red wine soaked vest what you're forgetting out of that is there was literally nothing underneath that vest (laughs) (laughs) and I don't know if it's a figment of my imagination but you were also playing guitar Hmm. I did that was around the the era where I did bring guitar I don't think I was playing during that Outdoors, you've got aviators on bad in my memory, but that game was called off against yeah, West. No, I remember yeah. that. So that's probably also, I'm yeah, pretty West sure like Richard Cheekweed hit 100 the day before and it was on the scoreboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah Pratt and Park West. So, Harris Ralph might have been playing that game. Good boy, <laughs> actually. Yeah, it may well have been. All right, um, we're good with that. Okay, James Curtis writes in, uh, and he wrote this one directly to me, so I'll, I'll read it out. Um, uh, hi, by, Sam, by what platform? Well, it, it, he'll relate, he'll oh, reveal sorry. this. Um, hi, Sam. Thanks for providing the opportunity for social leapfrogging by allowing me to network with an influential inner Sydney sider like yourself via LinkedIn. I unfortunately did not have the courage to do so at the three shows of yours I saw in 2019, the two Brisbane ones and one in Birmingham. I also enjoyed your feature today talking about your grade career. Good to see you do actually love the game. Anyway, enough of the earnest fanboying down to the real stuff. On third grade debut this year, I took five for 37 of 17. However, I was dropped the next round due to team balance, inverted commas, I bowl offies, and have only played one more game of threes. I'm currently stuck behind my good mate who is a better prospect. He bowls left arm darts in a hat and averages 152 with the ball in threes. Should I take this as a sign to retire at season's end and focus upon my burgeoning career in the financial services industry or just switch clubs? Cheers. Mm. So, so I sought... Um, mm. So thanks for the question, James, and... The main reason this is in there, probably a fairly pedestrian ask TGC, if we're fair, mm. uh, about it, but the fact that it was a slide into a LinkedIn DM was really <laughs> jarring. Like this guy, James, and mm. thanks for the question, was he's wearing a full suit. He's, he's had like a proper LinkedIn profile picture. Yep. Probably paid for one of those ones you see on street signs. Like, yep, yep. Um, what, you know what, what connection was he? Was he a second zero, connection? Zero. Uh, zero. Oh, so he had to send an in-mail, which means he had a premium account. Correct. Okay. Yep. Correct. It's all part of his and, burgeoning financial career. He was, yeah. And he works, in, and and the bio was just financial services. So I don't know if he's in right. between or anything like that. So corporate, if he was. corporate finance or because, accounting. Yeah. Um, and it's I just had shock. to like um, clarify a few things with him because I was like, okay, James, um, thanks for that via LinkedIn. Secondly, um, third grade. This sounds like yuck park shit. You can't take five for thirty-seven off seventeen. It's all happening under the LinkedIn platform. Oh yeah, yeah, on the messenger. Yeah. Um, can't take five for thirty-seven off seventeen in like Premier cricket on debut and then be dropped for somebody who averages 152 with a ball who bowls in a hat. Mm. And he confirmed he that, yes, in Brisbane, this is precisely what happened. Uh, he played threes in Brisbane and was dropped straight off. So I'm like, well, this is a clear kind of example of thievery. You've thieved something from somebody that mm. if someone's got social issue with you, is that correct? Yeah. And he wouldn't confirm or deny. Mm. So what's his question? Is he, should he retire? 
Or change clubs. Or change clubs or focus on his burgeoning career in the financial services industry. Okay, mm. He's a loan shark. <sighs> he did go on to say he enjoyed your um, your connections between you know sad corporate life and cricket as well, Dave. Oh, okay. Most of that. That's good. I know that. Anything about me? No. Um, well, if he's in next threes, <laughs> then he's, he's a heartbeat away from twos. Mm. So he should spend the next 10 to 15 years, I would have thought, mm. just focusing on, on playing upper grades. But threes in Brisbane, that's like ninths in Sydney. Mm. Yeah. Mm, that's true. That's You're ninth, right. That's ninth grade. Associate grade cricket. Yeah. Well, James did go on to clarify via a um, J.R. Tolkien-sized fucking <laughs> response. And I'm sorry, James, but I didn't read it. And, you know, it's a bit It's a bit that I'm doing. I respect it. But at the same time, it was far too long what you wrote back to me, man. Um, <laughs> but thank you. Anyway. Okay. Um, That's funny. Uh, we haven't answered this question at all. No, Just not at all. We haven't answered any I, of those I would, questions. I would sabotage, I would sabotage his friendship with, his, with, with, the, with the guy who's buying yeah. darts. Sabotage a friendship. And then move clubs. Okay. Okay. This one comes from Jimmy Handley. Greetings. Sounds like a real name. Greetings, choppers. As a pom that's been living down under for a few years, I try to abide by the ultimate mantra of rig, salads, chops, circuits, and alpha. So with this in mind, it's only advisable that I direct my recent predicament to the authors of said parlance. Anyway, as a person in his late 30s that has played 10 years continuously in first teams in the UK, then another eight seasons of first team in the Southern Bayside League in Melbourne, I feel I'm fairly well positioned to know all about the senior pro. So with a high general awareness of myself throughout the traps, here lies my incident. At the, first, at the start of the season, a rare unit in his mid-40s joined the club at the start of the season to play in the lower grades. After a couple of outdoor sessions, this rare unit could be described as a real trier, a nice chap, but certainly not a cricketer. Halfway through a session, I was called on to pad up, which I duly did, and strolled nonchalantly through the third net run-ups. Third net team run-ups. Second team... Fuck me, give me this bloke right. Second team run-ups, and finally reaching my destination at the first team nets to wait for my batting slot only to be called out by said rare unit. Do you have any respect? I'm sorry, are you talking to me? I replied, batting. You could be a bit more courteous, the rare unit quipped. No, I fucked up, sorry, hang on. I replied, yes, I'm talking to you. You walked through my net and I watched you do it while I was batting. You could be a bit more courteous, the rare unit quipped. The training session had by now stopped with every cricketer now watching our disagreement. I do love a bit of sledging on the field and I have to admit I was completely unprepared for our verbal joust with my response of, Bloody hell, hero, that sure told me, was as well much as I could muster. In hindsight, what should I have said to this rare unit? Thoughts? Jimmy Murrumbina Chop King is how he signs off. <laughs> Fuck me. Jimmy Murrumbina Chop King. Fuck me. You just read that, just exchange, you just think, fucking cricketers, man. They're just stupid. If, if, those, if that's fucking <laughs> that's verbatim, fucking that exchange. so dumb. That's fucked. Yeah. I mean, I think Jimmy's like Jimmy's in the right. Like he, he was just walking across. The blokes just like had a go at him. It, I would have just looked at him and just laughed. Jimmy's in the right, or Jimmy's in the right. What he didn't do anything wrong. I, I three was different sympathetic heads. to Jimmy until he signed off Jimmy Murrumbina Chopking. <laughs> started to think a few things. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, like like rare units turn up at clubs out of nowhere at times, mm, and they start challenging, and they they don't observe the like you know unofficial social hierarchical constitution of mm. cricket, and it can really set the club. A flame, you know, yeah, like mm-hmm. intangibly so. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you deal with these guys? Well, you ostracize, like they eventually ostracize themselves you from fuck the them club. Off. Or you do a police yeah. check on them because they're usually escaping. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Aren't well, we there all? you go, Jimmy. Aren't do a all? police check on him. <laughs> <laughs> but not on yourself. 
Not on yourself. Now, Murrum being a chop king. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to? Do you have to apologise for saying the wrong thing last week? You know, asked, asked TJC. We're talking about um, what was that herb? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. We were talking arugula. about arugula, arugula which is yeah. rocket. Yeah. And I was trying to talk about you were saying coriander, coriander, yeah. which is um, cilantro. Cilantro. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I got it wrong, and we had a flood of um, messages about that. So <laughs> apologies yeah. for saying the wrong thing in the heat of the moment, which mm. was an unscripted <laughs> ad for Budgie Smuggler. Mm. Um, but it did draw more attention to the the ad yep. and the brand, which yep. is, um, I guess, a reflection yeah. of, um, you know, throwing you motherfuckers off course. Mm. <laughs> there will be. And sales, be more, sales are spiked. There will be more disagree. Anything we do get wrong, just let us know, genuinely. Yeah. He goes, I think Australian under-19 teams won four times, not two. Mm. So I think it was 1988 and 2002. Mm-hmm. Well, well, the people out there, well, they'll let us know. They'll let us know. <laughs> you said the wrong thing, you'd be yep. punished accordingly. Hey, we're about to call uh, Bay Webster and Clive Rose. Hope they're on the show. See you guys next week.